This is Radio Ukraine International with the weekly program Ukraine Global, written by Viktoria Kryukova, presented by Vera Kravchenko and produced by Irina Samsonova. This edition of Ukraine Global is about the midterm election in the United States. How will the latest American midterm elections influence Ukraine and the military and financial aid to our country? Do the Republicans understand the necessity of the military aid to Ukraine? How should we assess the results of the midterms from the Ukrainian perspective? For the answers, listen to Ukraine Global. Fear against anger. That's what many analysts say about the latest elections in the US starting from 2016, when Donald Trump decided to run for president. He immediately caught on many Americans' angry sentiments and won the election in 2017. Later, fear overcame anger and Joe Biden became the next and current American president. The latest midterms showed that American society is split between the Republicans and Democrats. Still, according to the latest information, the Republicans are slightly over the Democrats in control over Congress. One of the most famous early conclusions of the midterm elections in the USA is that the red wave promised by the Republicans did not happen. First, in both the Senate and the House of Representatives, there will remain a majority of those who support Ukraine for as long as it takes. Alona Hetmanchuk, founder and director of the New Europe Center, believes that every Ukrainian wants the military and financial aid from the USA to be as much as it is needed, because the scale is critically important, and not only the duration of support, but that is another matter. The same majority understands, if today the Americans do not pay with money, then tomorrow they will have to pay with the lives of American soldiers. Because if Putin is not stopped in Ukraine, he will go further, and the United States will have to defend its NATO allies. Those American politicians who believe that the aid provided is already enough remain in the minority. However, this loud minority is heard and seen not only in Congress, but also in the media. The future position of the White House, the policy of the Republican Party, and the mood in society depend on it. That is why it is necessary to work with influential Republicans who already support Ukraine and have an even more progressive position on helping Ukraine than the White House. They need to understand restrictions on supplying certain types of weapons, which the Biden administration will not dare to give the green light to. They need to work with those Republicans who take a middle stance, generally not against aid, but demanding greater oversight of how funds are spent and how aid is used. Ukraine hardly has the luxury of spending resources and time re-educating the most devoted supporters of conspiracy theories and bearers of outright misinformation. Volodymyr Dubovik, associate professor at the Department of International Relations of Mechnikov Odessa National University, is sure that the situation with military and financial assistance will not change much after the midterm elections. There was this legitimate concern about the elections, the midterm elections in the United States in Ukraine. 
The reason being uh, there was a very vocal part of the Republican Party uh, led by former President Donald Trump, who questioned the very necessity of assistance to Ukraine uh, or the nature of this assistance uh, or something like that. And then, uh, therefore, all the statements were immediately discussed in Ukrainian media and people were wondering, uh, what if these people would get into power? Would they be able to cut the supply and support of Ukraine from the United States or not. And in fact, uh, we uh, knew right away that uh, maybe the Trump wing of the Republican Party wouldn't have an upper hand in the House of Representatives, but then the worries were still persisted. And that's why uh, people were relieved to find out on November 8th that uh, this part of the party hasn't done really well. Uh, in fact, uh, there have been multiple failures in the Trumpist wing uh, on that particular day. And therefore, they might get uh, more of their people in the House comparing to how it was before. The last vote on uh, U.S. assistance uh, was uh, 57 votes against. So now it might be more, but not necessarily by far. And therefore, the resume is that uh, the current uh, policy will be continued, that the Trumpist wing of the party will most probably make some noise and will try to slow down and complicate the approval of new packages of assistance to Ukraine, but they wouldn't be able to completely stop it, uh, completely alter it or prevent assistance from coming. This is also important to understand that the Democratic Party faction will most probably almost entirely uh, align uh, with President Biden behind his position of supporting Ukraine. And what also important is that the uh, American public supports Ukraine still, and that's reflected in sociological polls. There's no immediate reason now to worry about uh, the downsizing or downsizing of this assistance. Said Volodymyr Dubovik. Another opinion is that today it is impossible to say with certainty to what extent financial support for Ukraine will decrease, if at all, in the foreseeable future. However, there are enough reasons to believe that it will be more difficult to pass new aid packages with the new Congress than with the previous one. Even if large sums are agreed upon, they will be agreed with new preconditions, and even through bargaining on other issues that are important to the Republicans. In addition, oversight issues will in principle play a much more significant role for an increasingly likely Republican majority in the House of Representatives. That is why even the Republicans who support Ukraine, from among the so-called Reagan wing of the party, advise, encourage and in every way contribute to passing a $50-$60 billion aid package for Ukraine in December, even under the old composition of Congress. This is a kind of insurance in case the pre-election rhetoric of the Trumpists is transformed into a concrete policy. When we talk about Republican influence in Congress, we need to make a clear distinction between the Senate and the House of Representatives. We have already seen under the old composition of the US legislature that it was in the House of Representatives that a more significant number of lawmakers opposed previous aid packages to Ukraine. One of the key factors here remains the factor of Republican leadership. Mitch McConnell, the Republican leader in the Senate, has repeatedly shown commitment to the line in support of Ukraine, despite the more skeptical sentiments of some senators. 
However, concerning the Republican leader in the House of Representatives, Kevin McCarthy, fears are justified, which were repeatedly heard in closed conversations from his colleagues in Congress and from American experts, namely regarding his inability to deal with the Trumpist wing of the party. Moreover, after his high-profile statement in October that under Republican leadership in the House of Representatives, the Americans, being in recession, would not write Ukraine a blank check. That is one where you can write any amount. There are reasons to believe that he is trying to win the support of this wing of the party. This once again underscores the need to focus mostly on the House of Representatives in general, and Kevin and McCarthy and his team in particular. The issue of bicameral support for Ukraine is becoming no less critical than the issue of bipartisan support. Even though extremely odious figures in the context of further aid to Ukraine were elected to the Senate in these elections. For example, one of the most loyal candidates to Trump, J.D. Vance from Ohio, who previously belonged to a great supporter of Ukraine, Rob Portman. We need to learn and continue to work with the USA in the conditions of constant attempts to make us, if not an internal political, then an internal economic issue. Artur Koldomasov, the CEO of Content and co-founder of the Svitloveja Media Project, an expert in US politics, told Radio Ukraine International that the Republican Party is now split into those who are moderate and the so-called Trumpists and the Ukrainian leadership should work with the latter in a specific way. We must let every American understand that if Ukraine wins, America also wins in the fight for democracy. Because the first group, specifically, is seeing the current ongoing uh, Russian aggression against Ukraine as the opportunity to finally damage Russia's position on the global geopolitical arena. And they really want to use that opportunity. And you can hear many calls to President Biden from the traditional Republicans to press on Russia even in a more aggressive way specifically with sanctions, specifically with the military aid to Ukraine. However, the most dangerous group among the American parliamentaries for Ukraine at that moment is the Trumpist group of the Republican Party. Happily enough, it did not get as much success as it has been expected during these midterms specifically for many reasons. However, there are still a few representatives who qualified to the United States Parliament as the outcome of the midterms. And we have to keep that in mind while crafting the future policy decisions. Said Artur Koldomasov. You're listening to Ukraine Global, a program offering insight into important developments in and around Ukraine. This edition of Ukraine Global is about the latest American midterm elections. How will the latest American midterm elections influence Ukraine and its military and financial aid to the country? Do the Republicans understand the necessity of military help to Ukraine? 
How should we look at the results of midterms from the Ukrainian perspective? The general line of the White House regarding Ukraine and the war has already been determined, and the results of the midterm elections will most likely cement it even more. After all, this course has been supported both at the level of the majority and the two parties and in American society, especially against the background of Biden's other policies. Meanwhile, the United States checks on the ground that the weapons it transfers to Ukraine do not fall into the wrong hands. A Pentagon spokesman said that the United States has begun conducting on-site inspections of weapon stockpiles in Ukraine to ensure that U.S. weapons are not illegally diverted to other countries. Pentagon spokesman Brigadier General Pat Ryder said that the U.S. has small teams made up of embassy personnel who are doing some inspections of weapons given to Ukraine to prevent their illicit proliferation. These are not combat units, Ryder said. This is just responsible management of the opportunities we provide to Ukrainians. He added that the U.S. does not have any indications that there was an illegal distribution of the opportunities that the U.S. provided to Ukrainians. According to officials of the defense and military departments, the mission is led by the U.S. defense attaché in Ukraine, Brigadier General Garrick Harmon. According to media reports, the U.S. conducted similar aid checks before the war, but they were suspended for several months after Russia invaded on February 24th. Artur Koldomasov stressed that Ukraine is doing everything possible now to show the transparency of using U.S. aid. Still, it is hard to clear the reputation immediately after past mistakes. The Ukraine is trying very well with establishing the transparency of all the funds and all the other means of help that it's getting from its Western partners. However, there is always a room for improvement, specifically for the not-so-good, frankly speaking, reputation of Ukraine and that realm in the past. And with all the maturity that we have, and with all the contacts that we have, but with all the intention to honestly work very hard on that, we can definitely prove not only to the American taxpayers, but also to the people who are deciding where to allocate these taxes, we can show them that Ukraine is taking the issue very seriously and that it's ready to report and deliver the information on how are these resources spent, which is very important which is very important, not only for the United States, but also for us, because in that way, we can also improve the situation on the field. And we can also improve our own understanding and coping with the issues, which makes us closer, not only to the European Union, but also to the progressive world altogether, said Artur Koldomasov. The best answer to all opponents of further aid to Ukraine is its victories on the battlefield. Thanks to them, an important turning point occurred in American public opinion regarding the fact that Ukraine had a chance to win the war. 
However, a few months ago, all polls showed that Americans did not believe in such a possibility in principle. And the confidence that the Americans support the potential winner of the war and not the loser is a big deal in arguing for future support. Still, we must understand that with each major military victory, the encouragement of Ukraine to return to the negotiating table will increase, because it seems that in the American sense, victory is not exclusively a military path. So, the transition to diplomacy can take place even after the liberation of Kherson and not Donetsk or Simferopol. But that is a separate topic. And that was the weekly program Ukraine Global, prepared by Viktoria Krykova, presented by Vira Kravchenko and produced by Irina Samsonova. Radio Ukraine International invites listeners to Ukraine Global, a program offering insight into important developments in and around Ukraine, and analyzing their global dimension in studio discussions with experts, government officials and public figures.